Because you've done them the past two times for us, yeah. For and you've done them was, by yourself. So, do you did you say, lady listeners? I can't remember. You did. I probably I might have been a smart ass and said it. <laughs> I'm not shocked by this. At all. <laughs> or I was just awkward and didn't know what else to say, so I just blurted <laughs> that out. Hey, lady listeners. <laughs> That's probably how it went. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> So welcome to Read Me Romance. Alexa Riley here. We don't have Tessa with us during the week, so which means I don't have pants on. Um, <laughs> it is Tuesday. It's our hundredth episode. Oh yeah, Holy that's shit. right. That's right. Yes. Leah didn't even get us a cake. God damn it! I was not prepared for this. She told me, and like thirty seconds later, we have to record this shit. So I wasn't ready for it, and now I'm like really mad. Because, I mean, and I know I screamed in Monday's episode about the wedding cake because, like, I don't think most people know my rational obsession with wedding cake. Like, there's nothing better than, to me than cake at a wedding. Like, I don't, that's, there should be, like, a, a book like that. Instead of wedding crashers where they go for the party, she <gasps> goes for the cake. Motherfucking <laughs> shit. You write this down right goddamn now. We're writing this fucking book i swear to god okay what's today's date in podcast time today's the 19th we have to get this book out before the 19th or at least a blurb i swear <laughs> to god if i was ever in a romance book it'd be that one where i crashed weddings for the cake because it's not like it's special like not i mean it's not like a regular duncan Hines. like i mean i can make a cake in a mug on a tuesday night no big deal but it's like wedding cakes are special. There's so much time that's put into them. The flavors are so good. It's special icings. And there's love. There's so much love. Even if it's not going to last because you know that motherfucker cheated on her 12 times already. There's love <laughs> in the cake. <laughs> the baker put the love there. <laughs> but this just that's my favorite thing is wedding cake. And like I sometimes I'll get that craving and it won't stop. You know what's funny? They're actually going to a wedding right now in this book, probably. <gasps> Shit, you're right. I wonder if it's today. <laughs> if it's, I wonder if it's today's episode. If it's the hundredth episode, and I and there's wedding cake. When this episode airs, I'm getting fucking wedding cake. I don't care if I have to drive to Charlotte, because like, so on my birthday last year, do you remember you sent me? You and Jeanette and Eagle sent me the uh, the wedding cake or whatever I got. Because I just wanted it so bad. And they were so sweet. They got a Harry Potter wedding cake and sent it to me. It was a cake topper. And it was so good. It it was magnificent. Because I was just like bitching about it. And then I think you were like, why don't you just get order a wedding cake? I'm like, I can. It's not the same. <laughs> I know. But I think about that now. I'm thinking about that. I'm like, why don't I just order a random cake? Well, and you know, I went to New York a couple of weeks ago. And there's this old Italian bakery in like the Italian market. And they had this tiny wedding cake. It was like miniature. And I got it. And it was not good. I was so disappointed. It had been sitting in the cooler for a couple of days. You could tell it was a little dried out. And I was really disappointed because I kept thinking, like, oh, I get wedding cake tonight. 
because it'll be like it'll be like you'll go to order the wedding cake and they'll be like when's the big day and you're like it's just for Friday (laughs) it's like when you go to the store I've gone to the store before and I'm buying food and they're like are you having a party and I'm like no bitch (laughs) I just like a lot of sour cream dip back the fuck (laughs) off of me (laughs) I don't need this judgment at the grocery store I know back off price chopper That's really Mel's grocery store, too. I know that. That's so sad. <laughs> but no, like, that's like, remember that time I ordered room service when we were in Philly and I ordered so much food? I had to pretend there was somebody else in the room with yes! me. Yes! <laughs> I like the waiter came in and he was like, because they asked me for how many people because I was by myself and I, I like to overindulge in every aspect of my life. I overindulge. And I ordered so much food, and they were like, how many people? And I was like, oh, two? <laughs> and just kind of, like, like said it. And then the waiter came and, like, brought it in. He was like, well, can I help you set the places and everything? And I was like, no, no. You okay, babe? You okay, babe? Oh, my God. You pretend that somebody else is with me in the bathroom because I was so embarrassed by how much food I ordered for one person. I think my favorite dessert moment, though, there might have been cake. I can't remember. We were at a signing, and you guys went somewhere and got, like, four or five pieces of cake. And you guys opened the container, you and our friend. And you guys, like, swarmed this container, like, so bad that I, like, stepped back. I'm not even joking, guys. I, like, took three steps back. I was like, I'll just wait, all right? You guys attacked it. Do you remember that? yeah, yeah. That was really (laughs) good. Well, we had gone to, like, a bakery or something. And it was just, like, they were cash only, too. And I was like, oh, shit. It's about to get real. They were not fucking around. I was no. like, oh, shit. This is like Survivor. <laughs> I, know, I don't think I can awesome. handle it. Yeah. No, like, it's just, you know, when it comes to food, it, there's just not much I don't love about it. So, yeah, that that whole room service thing was pretty embarrassing. So, glad I admitted that, admitted that to everyone. So, in the spirit of embarrassing, hey, how about that segue? <laughs> <laughs> so, Tessa has sent us a couple of uh, listener emails, and we're not going to say the names on it. So, if I say it, somebody make sure we delete it later. So, uh, Tessa sent a couple of them. One of the questions she asked was, so this book, this week, we're featuring um, Kara D and Look But Don't Touch, which is a daddy book. And a lot of times, people don't realize that this is something they love until they read it. So she said, hey, um, if you guys could just send in um, emails about a kink you didn't know you had until you read about it. So this is one of those emails, and um, I'm just going to go for it. Let's see how it goes. It says, I was always drawn to darker stories, romance, or erotica, and tend to binge when I found authors who write in the style that catch my attention. In the spring of 2014, I found my way to Katie Thomas's comfort food, and my mind was seriously snapsing all over the place. Of course, I had to grab every book she had out, and that when I got to Big Sky by her, and I had to stop a few times while reading it. There's some major messed up stuff going on in that book, but I sucked it all in. The kink I never had seen before that gave me a little thrill was the lactation, as in a woman produces milk and is sexualized by the lover. I didn't know this existed, and while I definitely didn't want it in real life, in my book world, it completely made me squeamy, or I guess like squirmy, in a good way. It isn't easy to find a good books to have like this, and most end up banned. If you need to search for them, there are really messed up stories. The Milk Bitch Trilogy. <laughs> oh, God. I, don't know about that one. I fucking love the title of 
about that though. Milk Bits trilogy by Francis Gaines Bennett, not on not at retailers, and Milked into Thrall by Jenna Cryer were really um, the only two others I've ever found that covered this kink well. I always feel like this is one of those kinks you don't tell others about because it's definitely it's an easy one to work into a book conversation when done right. And it's right there with DDLG for me. So lactation play, like, let me just say that is super hot in a book for like, we've written that a couple of times. I think it's really hot. Don't you? Like, yeah, I've always thought it was hot. I think I, the first time I really thought it was hot, I've read it and then we've done it quite a few times. Yeah. We're especially in like epilogues and stuff when they're pregnant or they've had the baby and they're breastfeeding. Like it's very intimate. Oh God. It's so intimate. And there's something, and it's, I think, and I would agree with this person's email where they said it's along the lines of DDLG, where it's like, it's really about trust. It's about comfort. It's about care for your partner. And like, I remember like at one point when we, I can't even remember the book. I'll never think of it. The one we wrote, but she's like nursing, you know, her child and she finishes and the hero's like you know, leave some for me. Like, you know, it's my turn now. And it was like, why is that so hot? Like, I don't know why. Like I've had kids, I'm breastfed. There's nothing sexy about it at all. And, but reading it in a book, like, it's just, like, it just feels so primal. Like there's, it's almost like there's nothing. Yeah. Like there's nothing about you that isn't, that isn't a turn on. And that's what I liked about it too. You know, that's like, they would want to like have every essence of your body. And I just, I love it. So I think those are some great recommendations. The Kitty Thomas, the comfort food. I've said that one several times. I read that years ago and it's really fucked up. It is. Um, it's a, it's a dark romance and it's, you know, it's very cold and you know, it's not like this. It's not a epic love story by any means. So if you're into something darker with a sharper edge, this is it. This woman is kidnapped and she's taken by a man who is deaf and he doesn't like he can't speak to her and she can't communicate to him. And there's like she learns by her behavior what he wants from her. And so like it's sort of along the lines of like when she behaves she she's offered like a certain meal and when she misbehaves she gets a different meal and so like that's why it's called comfort food but she ends up falling for like her captor and it's again it's really fucked up but um you know if you're if you're into that at all like go for it i read it i thought it was really good so and it was a point in my life where i read like nothing but dark romances so i was into it so yeah (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to segue from drinking somebody's breast milk into, okay, let's roll. I, I know, guess right? <laughs> well, I was going to say, if you're, you know, the, like I said, if you're into the lactation play at all, that's that's awesome. Um, share with us in the Facebook group your recommendations. The Milk Bitch was just the most beautiful title I've ever heard in all of romance. And, you know, I think sometimes people think we're making fun of things or that we're joking like, no. I am 1,000% not joking. That's a fucking awesome title. That's incredible. I am jealous I didn't come up with it, okay? So, and and when we laugh about, like, the tropes and the different books, like... We're excited. Oh, the daddy kinks and stuff. This is our shit. Like, we in no way want to be disrespecting the romance community or romance books or the genre. Like, 
this is our shit. Like, this is our house, too, and we love it. But we just want to laugh and have a good time because life is short. So, awesome. Let's send them into the DDLG. Let's get some daddy kink up here on a Tuesday. Maybe some cake. Yeah. If it's, if, I'm telling you what. If you're listening to this, get you some motherfucking cake today. Yeah. I'm going to be the cake bitch after this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys on the other side. Bye. Two hours later, I disappear upstairs into my office to calm down for a while. A couple from Los Angeles just finished a scene involving the whipping bench. And when I saw Kayla in the crowd, watching intently, it was almost too difficult for me to remain where I was. Studying her from afar, I could see what she liked and didn't during the scene. I saw how her pouty lips pursed when the daddy dom pushed his little onto the rather hard whipping bench and paddled her bottom. I saw how her eyes softened when the daddy hugged his little one close and whispered in her ear. And I saw how Kayla's chest heaved when the daddy flipped his girl over onto her back and proceeded to ram his cock into her. Up here, in my office, I find Kayla easily down on the floor. She's at the bar again, ordering another soda, and it seems like she's looking for someone. Seeing as she's new in town, I can only hope it's me she's in search of which causes something feral inside of me to flare and come back to life. But I'm already balancing on the proverbial line, one that cannot be crossed. Look, but don't touch. That's my rule. Always, one or two steps from caving. God damn it. Sighing heavily, I walk away from the large window and end up pacing the hardwood floor in front of my desk. I try to minimize everything that's happened so far this evening. My reason for being drawn to Kayla stems from the desires we share, and of course, physical attraction. She's indescribably beautiful. In the grand scheme of things, though, mere attraction isn't much to go on. Far from it. I know virtually nothing about her, so my wish to possess and claim must have something to do with the fact that I haven't been in a dom-submissive relationship in a long time. Vanilla sex, while pleasurable, isn't enough. That's why I come here, to get my fill. It's, it's not enough anymore, is it? I slump down in my desk chair, elbows on the desk. I run my hands through my hair and tug at the ends. I'm about to begin a new internal rant when a knock on the door interrupts me. Mr. Ford, it's Kevin, my club manager says, and I tell him to enter. However, it's not only Kevin. Jesus Christ. It's Kayla, too. Sorry to bother you, but Miss Brandon insisted on seeing you. Of course she did, I think wryly. How else will she plug my thoughts? That's quite all right. I half lie and wave her in. You're excused, Kevin. Again, if I were smart, I would have told him to remain. Alas, he's already gone. Kayla, what can I do for you? She shifts her weight from foot to foot, either uncomfortable or nervous, maybe a combination of both. Um, I was wondering if you had any painkillers or something. She mumbles, chewing on her lip. I frown, now concerned. I have a headache and... She lets out a nervous chuckle. Sorry, I shouldn't have bothered you. I cut her off with a firm yet gentle tone. Have a seat, honey. I point to the couches by the window. In the mini-fridge under my desk, I grab a bottle of water, and in my top drawer, 
I locate a bottle of Tylenol. I'm sorry. She needs to stop apologizing. I guess I should have slept more than two hours after my flight. Her smile is rueful. You need your eight hours, Kayla. I chastise and sit down next to her on the couch. Here, take two. I hand her the pills and the water. So let me get this straight. After countless hours on flights, you come to San Francisco, check into a hotel. She nods, and then you only sleep two hours before coming to my club. I give her a disapproving look. Yeah, she says sheepishly. But my friend told me about the event tonight. I wanted to be here. Have you at least eaten? I arch a brow, annoyed and more than a little bit worried. Thankfully, she nods and tells me about going to a restaurant before coming here. She really does appear to be in pain, so I urge her to lean back and close her eyes for a bit. I bet the music downstairs hasn't been much of a help to her. I'm glad she came up here, to be honest. Is there anything else I can get you? Eyes still closed, she smiles softly and shakes her head. No, thank you. She hums as I drape a blanket over her. I just need a moment for the Tylenol to kick in. Then I'll be on my way. I frown at that, wanting her to stick around but knowing that'd be stupid. Too tempting. I'm already thinking thoughts I should be ashamed of. For instance, I know very well what could release some tension and help with her headache. Something much more pleasurable than painkillers. Mr. Ford? Hmm? I look down at her, only to be met by another shy expression. What is it, sweet girl? I brush a piece of hair away from her face. Do you, um... She pulls the blanket up to hide her face, only her eyes visible. Do you have a little girl of your own? I chuckle. Do you really think I'd be up here with you if I did? Then I sober, knowing that while I don't have a sub, I certainly have a girlfriend, and I'm still here with Kayla. I clear my throat and slide away from her. At the same time, the blanket slips down to her chest. There is someone else, I admit, and scrub a hand over my face. I'm in a vanilla relationship. Oh. Fuck me if she doesn't pout. Lucky woman. She offers a small smile. I should probably go. I don't think. I just do. When she makes a move to get up, I gently push her back. I will kick my ass tomorrow, but now I can't resist any longer. What? She looks to me, confused. I swallow, my mouth too dry. Look, but don't touch. Stay, I command quietly. I can feel myself slipping into a role I've suppressed for so long. How's your head? She shrugs and sucks her bottom lip into her mouth. I can't touch you, I murmur. But I can help. My mind begins to spin, and the first thing I do is look inside of myself for guilt. It's there, I suppose, but not enough to stop me. How? Her pupils dilate. The smirk on my face tells her all she needs to know, and my cock hardens at the sight of her expression. Judging by her face, her breathing, and her posture, I'd say she's more than a little aroused. Will you let me help you? I ask softly, and place an arm on the back of the couch. With my free hand, I pull away the blanket and drop it on the floor. Kayla doesn't reply verbally, but she does nod, 
quite furiously. That's a response from a needy little girl. I smile an inch closer. Are you in such desperate need of an orgasm that Cat got your tongue? Looking down, I have the perfect view of her tits, all pushed together in her light yellow dress. Her pigtails linger down her chest in loose curls, and I can't stop myself from twirling a lock between my fingers, which causes them to brush against her cleavage. Tell me. I notice her shiver when I exhale into her neck. When you're alone and needy, do you fantasize about a big cock destroying your pretty little pussy? Her breathing hitches, a flush spreading over her lovely cheeks. Or maybe pushing inside your tight bottom. Dropping my hand, I wrap my fingers around her wrists and keep them in her lap. Yes, she whimpers and rubs her thighs together. Yeah, yes, yes. She licks her lips, another word on the tip of her tongue. I can feel it in my gut. I want her to scream for me. Call me daddy. If only to let me have this one moment. Beg for more when I fuck her silly. I want her to be desperate. I want her to suck on my cock like it's her pacifier. She represents the life I'm caving to. What kind of panties are you wearing? She lets out a breathy moan. Why cotton? I hum and release her hands. Don't move. Bunching up her dress, I finally get a look between her thighs. I tisk her. Look at that wet spot. Your little kitty has ruined those pretty panties. I shake my head at her, to which she squirms and whimpers again. Please, she begs. I, I need. Oh, I need too. I need her pussy riding my hard cock. You little baby slut. Slipping off the couch, I kneel before her on the floor and push her legs apart. Fuck, she's so wet. When her eyes widen, I know she's seen my cock straining in my pants. I chuckle. You're easy to read, little one. I want you. She whines. I want her, too. But we can't have everything in the world. Lines have already been crossed, and there's no going back for me, but... I won't touch her anymore. I won't touch her intimately while I'm officially unavailable. Slide your panties down for me. I order her softly. I wet my bottom lip, watching as she obeys without a moment of hesitation, and then I'm granted the sight of her flawless pussy. Bare and so smooth. Her folds glisten with her arousal in the dim light. Her fingers twitch, itching to touch. How is it that you don't have a daddy to take care of you, Kayla? This girl needs someone. Someone to make sure she gets her eight hours of sleep. Proper meals, plenty of attention, a firm hand when she misbehaves, affection, and a thick cock to fuck her into oblivion. I haven't found anyone in a long time. She pouts. I know how she feels. And now your kitty's all needy and achy? I trace a finger up her thigh, stopping before I want to. Yes. Her eyes shine with emotion. Oh, sweet girl. I wish I could tell her I'll be the one to look after her from now on. Do you want us to stop? No. 
Please, please, please. Her bottom lip trembles. I need this. Please. I nod, both resigned and elated. It's becoming abundantly clear to me that I can't leave this lifestyle behind. I surrender, and it feels so fucking good. Though it will feel better once I've ended things with Amanda. Touch yourself. There's no masking the lust in my voice. Rub that little clit and let me watch. Oh, God. She moans and slips a hand between her legs. I'm so wet. I can see that. I grunt and palm my erection outside my pants. Two of her fingers slide between her slippery lips, gathering arousal which she brings to her clit. I groan under my breath, staring hungrily as she touches rubs and circles. Push two fingers inside, right now, and spread your lips. She does as I've said, and it's all I can take. When I see her two fingers slip inside her slick pussy, I undo my belt and push down my pants. My black boxers, too. My grip on my cock is hard, rough, and Kayla cries out at the sight and starts to fuck herself with her fingers. You're a filthy fucking girl, I accuse huskily. There's only one type of person who can fix that, isn't there? Yes, she pleads, watching as I stroke myself. A daddy. His cock. I'd be a good girl. I just need... She stops abruptly and squeezes her eyes shut. It looks like she's close already. You can't come yet. I forbid it. I want to savor this. Tell me, where do you want daddy's cock? In my kitty, she whines and rubs her clit furiously. Or in my bottom, or in my mouth, mm, lots and lots all the time. I chuckle darkly. Cock slut. Using the pad of my thumb, I spread out the bead of arousal on the tip of my cock. I moan and tighten my grip, imagining how it would be to bury myself in her pussy ass and mouth. You must be a good girl to get that much cock. I am, she vows. I'm a really good girl. Then show daddy your tits. I nod at her dress, realizing a second too late that I referred to myself as the daddy. That's not good, and I curse myself. It's not a title I throw around casually, so why won't I take it back? Push it down. Okay. She quickly shoves down the front of her dress, exposing her two perfect breasts. They're more than a handful, yet still perky. Do you like them? I doubt she knows how much her innocence is turning me on. You have no idea. I mutter, a bit out of breath. You're gorgeous, Kayla. Now, lick off your fingers before touching your kitty again. My abs tense and the muscles in my neck strain as I watch her suck on her fingers. She lets out a small giggle, causing my cock to grow impossibly harder. Then she settles back against the couch again, feet up, legs spread wide and returns to circling her clit. Every now and then, some of her juices trickle out of her tight entrance. Since I'm so close, I can also see how her opening contracts as if it needs something to squeeze, like my cock, fingers, or tongue. Fuck. I spit out and jerk my cock faster. 
Are you close? I want to come so bad. She throws her head back, pushes out her tits and moans. If you want, she pants. If you want, you can come on me. I swear, my kitty likes it. Oh, Jesus Christ. I groan and close my eyes. It's easy to tell she's deep into her role. A role she can't deny. A role I'm already craving. A role that brings out my inner beast. A role that isn't really a role at all. The pleasure builds quickly. Almost too quickly. I won't last much longer. Reaching down, I use my free hand to cup and massage my balls. Her whimper sets me off, shaking me to my core. Daddy. I'm there. Close. My eyes flash open as close becomes now, and I start coming. I pump my cock roughly, stream after stream landing over her hand, pussy, and thighs. It feels like my entire being uncoils, months of stifling and suppressing finally unleashing. Kayla moans and writhes, spreading my release all over her pussy, and she's close too fucking herself deeper and faster. Daddy, she cries out. May I, may I please come? I tell her she may. Through heavy breathing and husky murmurs, I tell her to be a good girl and come for daddy. I tell her how perfect her pussy looks with my cum on it. And I whisper as she climaxes with a silent scream that I want nothing more than to feel her orgasming around my cock. Oh, yes, she wails. So good, so good, so good. Coming back down from her high, she pants and gasps and chants how good it felt. She truly is like a little girl. And had I been in my teens, I probably would have been ready for another round by now. You know how we feel about wasting cum, don't you? I can only hope she does, really. Every daddy-dom has his own set of rules, and I have no idea what kinds Kayla has been with. With me, though, she would lick that up. Of course, daddy. She giggles in delight. That's a silly question. She shouldn't be calling me that. I shouldn't have taken things this far. A rock settles in my stomach, yet it doesn't stop me from smiling at her. She runs a finger over her pussy and brings it to her mouth. Jesus, she's one alluring little girl. Now that we've both been temporarily satisfied, I'm disappointed it's over. Had she been mine, this would have only been the beginning. Perhaps we would have showered together. I'd wash her, allow my hands to wander freely, and make sure her pretty pussy and cute bottom were very clean. I'd own my little one. I'd fall asleep with her in my bed. She would suckle my soft cock, because little girls always need something in their mouths. Good girl, I whisper, tucking myself back into my boxers and pants. Kayla grins around her finger and hums. It's an image I will never forget. Kayla, I start quietly. May I ask how old you are? Twenty-two, she sings sticking another finger in her mouth. Truth be told, her youth turns me on like nothing else. Mmm, this is so good. Her smile is sweeter than sugar, 
as she offers me a cum-coated finger. Want a taste? I do. I really fucking do want to taste the combination of us. But I can't. I'm already guilt-ridden because of what I've done. Not only have I betrayed Amanda, but I haven't been fair to Kayla. She deserves someone who can commit fully to her. There may still be a few lines left uncrossed, though I've done enough. I caved, plain and simple. Hopefully another time, I murmur, and sit down next to her on the couch. I mean that, honey. Once I've ended what I never should have started. You do? She's back to being shy, but I can see the hope in her eyes. I nod and help adjust her dress, for once being a gentleman. If you decide to stick around San Francisco, she cuts me off, beaming like the sun. I've already decided. She nods furiously. I'm going to stay, I promise. But, she bites down on her lip, her face falling. What about your relationship? The last thing I want is to cause problems. She averts her eyes and lowers her voice to a whisper. I feel bad. I'm sorry, Mr. Ford. In fact, she looks crestfallen. Oh, God, I'm awful. I shake my head, and I don't want another word from her. Not if she's going to say such things. This is on me. I've made some mistakes that I need to handle. But I want to see you again. Because maybe, just maybe, this wasn't a one-time thing. Perhaps she could be more than the face and body of a lifestyle I've denied for too long. Perhaps this indescribable chemistry between us means something. Welcome back. Hey, lady listeners. Look at me saying it now. <laughs> I know we cut you off, but <laughs> there'll be more tomorrow. I did want to mention it's Tuesday, so there's some new releases. One of them that I wanted to note was The Boyfriend Experience by Carly Phillips and Erica Wild, who will be on the podcast. And so you guys should check that one out. And it's awesome. out today. Awesome. And then Tessa Bailey has heat stroke out. That's her male male. If you're a fan of Cara D and you're just joining us this week, then you know all about the male male because Cara D has, she has the books. Like if you're into male male, then you know this lady well. Like I said, if you're here just for Cara, check out um, Tessa Bailey's book. There's actually a book in this series, the Touch series, that is male, male, female. Oh, nice. And the girl is a little. That's right, because you said the boy is a little too, right? There's uh, a girl and I didn't want to tell him that. I oh. wanted to work him into that. It's Shit. too early. Oh, okay, sorry. Hold on. <laughs> sorry. No, I just meant like I don't want to rush them into kink. Oh, like, okay. I'm teasing them into ease kink. Them into it. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, guys. See you tomorrow. Read me romance, read, read me romance, read me romance, read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine, or you could sit back, relax, and unwind and read me romance, read, read me romance.